Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all my baggage droppers around the world, welcome to another episode of the Drop Your Baggage podcast with me, your host, the self-talk engineer himself, Charles Wolfork, and we are here with the outstanding Jeremiah Eskew. And before we get into outstanding and absolutely amazing this guy is, I want to let you guys know that we are sponsored by Brie Ann and Company. It is a jewelry boutique right here on the island of Kauai. But we, but she uh, has dis- dis- distributes jewelry all around the world. And it is uh, where she makes durable, minimalist jewelry, genuine pearls, local shells and sea glass natural gemstones precious metals and has high quality handcrafted designs this absolute goddess you can find her on her instagram at brianne and company or her website brianneandco.com and now to our guest jeremy askew jeremy is originally from indianapolis indiana but he didn't move too far away over to fishers indiana he is a a functional nutritionist at Nutrition Dynamic, and he is so passionate about showing people that there is a different way to heal and to live vibrantly with an amazing health. And all this is amazing. However, the most important and most impressive job that he has is being the father of a 12-year-old son. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you Jeremy or I'm sorry, Jeremiah Eskew. <laughs> What's up, Jeremiah? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing well, doing well. I appreciate uh, appreciate you having me on for sure. No worries, my man. Thank you so much for coming on. And I loved talking to you before because your story is so outstanding. Your transformation from where you were to where you are now as a functional nutri- nutritionist is is just incredible. And I just love the people out there to hear a bit of your story, story please. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we had, we had talked about previously just kind of like how I had, um, progressed just into this health and wellness space, like why it's been just a passion and just how that's been incorporated in my life, even, you know, from younger years, childhood, things like that, things I experienced, um, things like from childhood that you just get imprinted with, right? Like there's a lot of things from our parents, a lot of things from our environments that were just imprinted with. Um, I like using the word imprinted instead of trauma. I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of times there can be emotional trauma and things that, that stem from that and emotions, but um, definitely imprinted, um, you know, positively. And then even coming to terms with some of things that I would view as more of a a negative imprintation like that, I uh, really had to come to some terms with and Mm -hmm. understand like why, like why I thought those things as a kid or how those affect those things as a kid. And um, you know, how I was imprinted or went through those things as a kid, as a kid, how that translated into who I am now, like Mm -hmm. what I do now and why I'm more, you know, passionate about like what I do now and helping people to really live their best life. Like there's another path as far as, you know, maybe, um, you know, more from the functional, functional aspect of things and, and healing themselves or reversing whatever that they're going through, um, you know, more naturally. So um, really one of those things. And one of those things that's just very, very clear to me as a kid, like you have some of those instances, right? Like, you know exactly where you were. You can see the situation. You can vividly like see an experience that you went through um, as, you know, in a point in time, you know, previously in life. And for me, um, growing up, I did grow up in a household, like great two parent, 
married, still married, you know, love each other type of household, um, you know, really grew up in, in, in focusing on, on more healthy ways of living. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, my mom was big about like, we had a garden growing up. Like we, we did have a lot of our vegetables and fruits and things come that we grew. Um, we sourced, you know, more optimal sources of different meats and things like that. So there was, and we did, you know, supplement through natural vitamins and herbs and, and things like that for different things. Like if we were sick or, or whatever, um, mm-hmm. you know, just growing up rarely went to the doctor, those things like that. Um, but some of those instances and, um, one thing that really like that I saw as a, as a kid mm-hmm. was, uh, my mom struggled just on and off with weight. You know, it always seemed like, you know, she went for everything from Weight Watchers. I think there might have been a Jenny Craig, like any woman named (laughs) way of eating. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. she, she, you know, tried it was on and off these things. And that was always, you know, a concern and just a struggle for her. Mm -hmm. And not only that, it was the certain instances and scenarios that I saw of, you know, as a young, impressionable child um, sitting back and looking, and I don't even know how I had kind of like the observation or the wherewithal to see what was going on and assess situations, um, from a younger age, but just seeing how people looked at and treated, you know, my mother, because Mm -hmm. she was more an overweight individual, Mm -hmm. um, and not treating her the best way possible just because that, I mean, there was just a skewed view of her just because she was someone that struggled with weight. Um, that was something that very, very, was very impressionable on, on me at a younger age growing up, just seeing those things. And in my mind, more of the negative thing of like, what I know is something we talked about before, but like how that played into how others viewed me and not wanting others to view me in that way. Like, and that plays into, I know, like we talked about before, like some people pleasing, like you know, having to look a certain way or, or working out really, really hard, um, you know, growing up and just having more of that interest personally, because like, I didn't want to be in that situation, that scenario because of that, that impression that was left on me in those situations that I was in. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me, just kind of like, not only the positive imprint of the lifestyle that we did grow up in and the knowledge that I got from that, but more of that negative imprint on me as far as like, I don't, I don't want to grow up like that. I don't want to be like that. I want to be healthy. I want to be, you know, well-fueled. I want to eat. I want to be, you know, you know, look like the part, look like I work out, Mm -hmm. you know, all those type of things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can, I, you know, I kind of, it was a struggle to kind of work through some of those things as far as me more as an adult, because it was like, I almost resented my mother for being that way, mm-hmm. but I had to get to the place where I actually thanked her, you know, for, for that impression that I got, because like, I wouldn't be where I am today or doing what I'm doing. Yeah. If some of those things just kind of hadn't, you know, I hadn't had those impressions. I hadn't experienced some of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, always had a, direction and a leading and inkling as far as just the health and wellness and well-being type of um, lifestyle and just um, being able to lead others in that way. Um, and, and even like, I haven't been perfect through that whole scenario because mm-hmm. even, you know, taking some of those old things and 
um, you know, growing up in that and then, you know, getting married kind of in my twenties and that turning into just not a great, you know, marriage situation, um, and kind of getting off course, just me personally, you know, emotionally, mentally, but also physically, Mm -hmm. um, you know, where I was getting to the point where it's like, I wasn't watching what I was eating. I was eating, like I was eating out. I was, um, you know, I was drinking multiple times during the week on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just what we did. We went out, mm-hmm. and, you know, drank, you know, an unhealthy kind of standard American type of lifestyle. Like, mm-hmm. what do you do? You, you go out to the bar, you, you know, go out to eat or, you know, go out to fast food or whatever you do. Right. And so I just got to the place where, you know, I had told you that, my kind of like my aha wake up moment was like, I stepped on the scale, you know, I was in a marriage that I wasn't happy with the relationship that, you know, I was in the marriage wasn't thriving. I wasn't thriving as a person. I was, you know, tired. I was fatigued. I was run down. Um, you know, didn't feel great. Like I remember a couple instances, like I would bend over to literally tie my shoe and like my lower back would go out, <laughs> like oh. just not a healthy situation. I yeah. stepped on the scale one morning and, you know, it was the weight that I never thought I would ever see, yeah. you know, in my life, you know, growing up, working out, like, you know, living that healthy lifestyle and who that played into my you know, me, myself as a, as a person, like mm-hmm. that's more the person I am. Like I am that, you know, that's more of like authentically who I am yeah. is somebody who lives that leads that healthy lifestyle who, you know, does take care of their body and just how that plays into just the mentality of that. So that was kind of like my aha wake up moment that was like, I gotta, I gotta change course. I gotta shift. Like something has to happen. Um, so, you know, started getting back in, going to the gym, started cutting out all the, all the processed stuff, like all the stuff that I've been eating, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, all the, pro- all the, you know, pops that I started, you know, the sodas that I started drinking, you know, the Cokes, whatever they were, mm-hmm. you know, cut all that stuff back out and just was like, okay, you know, this, this isn't who I am, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of the first, first step in a journey I'm still on. You know, I'm going to be 40 here in March next year. And, you know, I had a, I had a, you know, something where it was like, I'm, I'm going to be healthier, you know, by the time I'm 35 than I was basically at 25 and I'm going to be healthier at 40 than I was at 30. And so like, I'm on that track now, as far as like, you know, it's go time. Like I want to be 40 here and to be healthier at a better, better place, even than I, when I was 30, um, is just kind of a mission and in continuing that mission, you know? So, um, you know, that's kind of a little bit about my personal aspect as far as just the health and wellness space personally and how I, and I've gone through several things as far as like, just, um, when it comes to seeing what like just nutrition and lifestyle can do for me mm-hmm. and, living that healthier lifestyle as far as picking more optimal foods, um, exercising, like how good can you feel? It's not like, it's not like, I feel like people are like, well, how little can I restrict or how much I can restrict? Like Mm -hmm. flip the switch, like flip the the viewpoint of that. And it's like, but how, what's the possibility? Like how good can you feel instead of like, how little can I do to feel as okay as possible? Right. Right. It's, it's, it's like, it's not a thing about um, taking anything away, but it's about what's adding, what are you adding to your life? 
You know what I mean? It's not about exactly. uh, taking away the burger, but what uh, type of um, dishes and salads and things can make you healthier as well. Yeah. The, yeah. So, I mean, you talked about one aspect as far as the, the foods that you were eating when like when, during your transformation, when you got on the scale, you said, this is enough. I, I don't like being like this anymore. You, you made the decision and you committed to eating different, but what else did you do differently besides that? Like where else did your standards rise? Um, at that point, you know, it was at that point when I was married with, you know, there was a household of four kids under one roof, you know, my, my wife, I, you know, all at one time. So, you know, not wanting to sacrifice family time in the evening or whatever activities were going on there. Like I started getting up and being at the gym at 6am every morning before I went to work, because that was time like I could have just for myself. And so it's one of those things that it's like, you know, where you find, you'll find time to get it in if you're committed to it, if you want it, like you'll find that time to where to fit it in. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was getting up at 6am being at the gym for 45 minutes or an hour. And it didn't start off where I was like going, like I was getting in there. I was just trying to move, you know, Mm -hmm. just trying to get back in the flow of things, Mm -hmm. you know, just doing basic stuff. Right. I would just go through basic (laughs) weight training movements, basic like treadmill stuff, just getting back in the rhythm, back in the flow. Um, And just doing that alone and just cleaning up, you know, little bits and pieces of, you know, my, my nutrition, like just, um, you know, drinking more water, kind of eating more vegetables, you know, the less processed stuff, just starting there with just basic stuff, Mm -hmm. like made a huge, huge difference in the way I felt like huge, dramatic, just in a matter of, you know, a couple of months. Um, and so that, you know, kind of corresponded into, you know, working on myself. Um, I do, fully believe then. And I do fully believe now that you can't be the best person in a relationship. You can't be the best father. You can't be the best leader or person. Mm -hmm. Um, unless you have that time where you're also working on yourself, Amen. like it goes back to the, the kind of the common saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm -hmm. Like if you're not doing something to refill it, Mm -hmm. like you can't pour into those others into your life. And so like prioritizing some of that stuff, as far as the gym, like waking up and being there at 6 a.m., you know, five, five-ish days a week, um, you know, cleaning up the nutrition things, um, you know, trying to be more present just as a father in that period, um, as a husband, unfortunately, like the, the marriage things didn't work out um, and we separated, but, you know, those comes with their own teachings and grateful for some of those things in that process too. Um, and then really turned turn the corner into something that we talked about is just more of um, just the self self Mm self-development space and situation and kind of like, you know, I know you've gone kind of through that (laughs) whole, whole thing in in yourself too. Big time. The, yeah. Oh yeah. Like um, I know that once I started changing my thoughts, I started changing my life and I started to uh, like like you did with your standards when it came to your food and your exercise and your mindset and like you said being more present i started to do this uh, the same thing when it started uh, when i started to um really pay attention and become conscious of what i was consuming as far as the content i was consuming 
Um, what I, I mean, I started to listen to motivational speeches and listening to books. I got my Audible account back in like 2016. You know what I mean? Like way <laughs> <Yeah>. late. But <laughs> when I started to do that, that's when things started to really take a turn and then when i got into neuro-linguistic programming and got into mental emotional release everything just expedited so much um mm-hmm. to where now the work is a whole lot easier but it's you got to do the work you got to do mm-hmm. the work and and that i respect you so much because you made that commitment and you never let off the gas you just kept putting the pedal to the metal when it came to your nutrition to your um your uh fitness into your mindset so like what are some of the things that we talked about some of the things that you've done for your mindset as far as connecting with people at conferences like the summit of greatness Mm -hmm. and what are what are some other things that you've done for your mindset um i mean it really comes down to a lot of the non-negotiables that you know i haven't been perfect in i don't think anybody you talk to even high performers you know that you talk to um I don't think they would even say that they're they're 100 perfect in some of those things, but the mm-hmm. non-negotiables as far as the everyday everyday things, just to kind of get your mindset right, just to get you in a headspace um, of that. And like like you had said, you start to listen to a lot of motivational things, like you know, ET Eric Thomas, like is a great um, person to like. He's just a very dynamic mm-hmm. <laughs> individual. Um, <laughs> Uh, Les Brown, you mm-hmm. know, some of these, some of these guys like Tony Robbins, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's great to be in that headspace and it's great to learn those things. But like you said, it's, it's doing the work, it's the application. So it's the, it's the day to day, you know, habits that are going to build on each other. You know, it's, it's having kind of like that morning routine that gets you in the headspace of, of that. Like a lot of times, like I'll get up, like my ideal morning routine and I've gone through different iterations and that's what I tell people. That's what I tell clients is like, I will give you examples of everything you can do and I'll guide you in the process of like what that is. Right. But it's like, you have to find the joy in the journey yeah, of yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> of finding like what you do, because everything that we're like works for me, isn't going to work for you. It's the same mm-hmm. thing, like nutrition and genetic disposition and, and you know, where you're in, imprintation of foods you've consumed before nutritionally, like not every plan and process is going to be the same cookie cutter thing for every individual because Mm -hmm. they've gone through different processes. They've gone through different things um, to create who they are, you know, as a person today, but Mm -hmm. finding joy in like, Hey, like my ideal morning is wake up. I love to do Wim Hof breathing. Mm. Like, I don't know if you've done Wim Hof breathing or any type of that holotropic type, type breathing at all. Not yet. It's, oh my gosh. It's, it's really, really good. Um, and just the, how that kind of like expands your ability to um, even the efficiency of exchange of like carbon dioxide in your system and that mm. type of breathing. But I do, it's, it's more of an excitatory breathing. So you look at two different types of breathing. You look at um, more of the, that excitatory, like almost hyperventilation type of breathing. Mm-hmm. And then you look at um, the, um, you know, the, just the, the parasympathetic, more relaxed type of like bringing your system down type mm. of breathing mm-hmm. and understanding the differences. But in the morning, like that's kind of like what I like to wake up and do, you know, I like to get up, drink like 24 ounces or so of water. Like mm-hmm. first thing, like I'll fill it up the night before I'll have my like water thing oh, yeah. and then go into that breathing exercise. 
Um, and that just kind of sets the tone for, for the day as far as that. Oh, and then it's typically sick. like I'm going on, I'm doing something physical. Like mm-hmm. I'm getting out, like I'm getting some sun on my face. Like it's, <laughs> it's getting a little bit later, later. It's getting into fall. Now the sun's not up as early, but mm-hmm. I do like to get some sun on the face that sets your circadian rhythm as far as like just your body's awake and nighttime like response. Mm-hmm. So I'll go on a walk, usually with a podcast, usually with an aud- audible like book, an mm-hmm. audio book mm-hmm. of some sort. Um, it could be related to relationships, could be related to nutrition, could be related to, I mean, a lot of different topics, mm-hmm. um, but something that just kind of like engages my mind yeah. um, as far as that process go. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, coming back, just kind of getting, like, I do like to read, even if it's for, I mean, a lot of times it's 15 minutes to half an hour, typically reading something. And it's something, it could be anything from something that just engages you know, my brain more, um, usually winding down at night is something more relaxing, not as engaging, not something I'm trying to highlight or write notes on or something right. but in the more <laughs> in the morning. It's like, okay, like I'm reading something, I'm writing notes down or little snips or like whatever it is from what I'm reading. Um, and that's usually like, I'll, I'll have like a cup of coffee, like while I do that, it's just kind of like my routine. Um, and then getting into like making breakfast and making sure my son's up, like, but that, like, if I can do that every morning and I can uh, accomplish like those non-negotiables that just snowballs the rest of the day, as far Mm -hmm. as having my mind, right. Like, and, and I try with every intention and I'm not, again, I'm not perfect in doing Mm -hmm. that, but Mm -hmm. not, you know, engaging in anything on my phone before I do all that. Yeah. Because what I found is like, you know, the minute you jump into that phone world, whether it's email, whether it's social media, whether it's whatever, you're allowing the world to tell you how you think. If you engage in the stuff like the breathing stuff, like either meditation or journaling or reading or whatever, like you're kind of dictating how you think and how your outlook look is on the day and on the world before any of that stuff starts filtering in. Wow. Wow, that is freaking fantastic. Like you say you take such a holistic view of that that mindset and you getting or of you getting in alignment with yourself before you even interact with any and everyone, including your children. You know what I mean? Like you got to make sure that you're fir- you're you're good first before you get into anything. That's amazing. And something that's also amazing is how with uh, nutrition dynamic, you all take a very like holistic view when it comes to like someone else's health and, and having a more vibrant life. You talk about mm-hmm. that and what you all do. Yeah. So we, we look at um, many times because a, a lot of the things like people, you know, when you're, when you're kind of like in that health and wellness space, you know, and, and what everybody compares themselves on to, to Instagram or to social media or to whoever they're comparing themselves to. It's kind of like always that body image thing, males or females, or, you know, whatever you identify (laughs) as, Mm -hmm. Um, but you're always like kind of in that comparison role. And so a lot of the focus is like, I want to lose weight. I want to look better you know, I want to, you know, like kind of all those like number on the scale, mm-hmm. um, look better in a swimsuit. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of like a lot of times the driven focus, mm-hmm. a lot of the people that we engage in, that we interact, like they have those things, mm-hmm. but we're like, Hey, like, we're going to set you up 
from the inside out, like mm-hmm. so that we can create function properly in what's going on internally. And that's going to turn into the form, the external, but that's going to create the resilient, um, you know, process like in you, mm-hmm. whether it's like building these habits, like step-by-step, um, whether it's optimizing systems in the body to function at their best, like maybe something's not functioning as optimally as it should. Like maybe there has been some imbalance for whatever reason. Maybe it's the lifestyle. Maybe it is the food. Maybe it's even the mental emotional things that can affect how your body physiologically responds to something. Maybe that has caused imbalance or you to become out out of a homeostasis, like inside your system. So we work through a process like internally to be like, okay, we're going through these phases with you we're optimizing Mm -hmm. things in a certain process in a certain order Mm -hmm. so that when these things are on board like things are functioning things are ramped up things are working how they should internally all right we have seen dramatic progress in the external and we haven't even been focusing on that but now (laughs) if there's more to work on yeah like you're blissfully dissatisfied, like you're happy where you are, mm-hmm. but you want to improve yourself even more. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's now work on those form things. Let's work on those body composition goals. Let's work on those things. There's yeah. nothing wrong with working on those things, yeah. but you know, let's get the, let's get the things in line and work in the way they should before we transition to working on those other things. That is crazy. Working from the inside out. And a lot of times, I mean, you, you do have to, and one thing we talked about before, like I have had clients in the past where, um, you know, emotional traumas, experiences and things like that, Mm -hmm. like mentally, emotionally, Mm -hmm. you can, you know, hold on to emotions in your body. Yeah. Like you holding on to emotions in your body and not releasing those or working through and processing those, Mm -hmm. those can cause imbalance and dysfunction and inflammation. Yeah in areas in your body. And so sometimes it's more focusing on like, Hey, we don't even need to like, okay, we're going to eat this way. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. But like, we need to focus on the mental emotional aspects. We need to focus on like cleaning up this, (laughs) this thing, Mm -hmm. how we look at ourselves, how we're looking at others, how we respond to our environment, like body, like body image is such a big thing. And that, you know, body dysmorphia is a, is a, uh, you know, a diagnosed condition, but a mm-hmm. lot of people just have that body image thing. Like yeah. I've dealt with those things as far as body image things and what I've gone through. And, mm-hmm. um, I think it's something that like a lot of females focus on just body image and stuff like that. But I think you can throw, you know, males in that conversation as well, as For far sure. as just feeling like you're enough mm-hmm. <laughs> physically <laughs> so silly. In, in different aspects, mm-hmm. but Um, And just how that plays into your, like, where do you hold your value? Do you hold your value? Like that aesthetic value of who you are as a person, like that's, that's not who you are. Mm -hmm. Like that's the body you live in, but that's not who Charles is. That's not who Jeremiah is. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And like, that's so for not like, that's so fantastic because I've seen it not only within myself, but within my clients as well. I had uh, some people that were on, that were on the podcast, uh, Kayla and Nick Larson and um, Kayla had like this really, really bad thing in her neck. And once we released her fear of not being enough, boom, 
gone. Um, and for myself, I mean, this is, a, a, you know, I mean, you could take it or leave it. I have three herniated <laughs> discs in my lower L's, right? So those herniated discs were like they they I got my epidural and two epidurals and they were okay. But every time that I would struggle with a fear of not having enough money or not having enough of something, this, that, and the other, then it would just flare up and it would hurt really bad to where I couldn't even stand. I mm-hmm. used the mental and emotional release process, clear that up, boom, like it just goes away like that. <clears throat> it's crazy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um and there's this book called You Can Heal Yourself by Louise Hay. And mm-hmm. it tells all the different like places in your body and what's happening in, in within you emotionally. That where if you just your energy them, centers. Exactly. Well, yeah. not just your yeah. energy centers, like specific places. Um, it can mm-hmm. be anywhere from the feet to the head, uh, to your arm, uh, lower middle and uh, lower middle and upper back. Like mm-hmm. it's very detailed. And I use that all the time with my clients to see like, oh, you know, such this part of my body, my, uh, my hand is hurting. Oh, well, that's, you know, goes with this or let's go to the book that goes with this. Let's go ahead and see where that's coming from. <laughs> and it's usually like the root causes when you're a young boy, you know, you know or a young child um, is where the root cause is. And then like your body has held on to that emotion, like, you know, for so long mm-hmm. that it's just multiplied. And now it, it, um, it's coming out in physical form because you haven't really mm-hmm. dealt with it. One of, uh, I don't, I mean, I, I give value to, I mean, what I call like the woo woo scenarios, yeah. like situations like that, yeah. like when it comes into the mental, emotional play and how that plays into our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was doing an intimacy training. Um, and there was like different meditations going through that intima- intimacy training. And when you look at different areas of your, um, just of your body, like you were saying, mm-hmm. but like, um, energy centers and like your sacral energy centers, a lot of times mm-hmm. tied to relational things or, um, significant others or loves or, you know, hurts in that way or whatever. And I had been having, you know, to speak to kind of like what you were doing, like I had I'd been having like lower back issues. Like I had been having some pain, some um, just discomfort, just not, not huge, but like every day I was kind of like dealing with something for a while mm-hmm. and just going through this intimate intimacy training, we were going through just a meditation, just kind of like a release meditation mm-hmm. of, you know, bringing it, it was a guided meditation, you know, it was 15, 20 minute meditation. And it was just kind of through more of a parasympathetic breathing, obviously just relaxing, you know, being in that meditative state, whether people were sitting or laying down or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and some things that going through this guided meditation, like popped up in my head from some mm-hmm. past relationships or some tethers that were still holding on or um, just some things. And I've been processing through like different blocks in those areas. I was like, what's holding me back from, um, you know, some of the things that I do want to attract. Yeah. So I was processing through some of these things and I was just kind of like being open to that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't like, I'm very skeptical when it comes to that stuff because I'm like, you know, is it really working? Is it just placebo? Like, what am I doing? Whatever. So I went through like this intimacy training and I was doing this meditation, but like no j- joke. No. And usually when I meditate, like when I'm doing breathing, typically my pose is I'm just laying on my back on the floor, just totally stretched out. Like I can just feel like when I'm breathing, I get like fuller breath in stretched out instead of sitting, like all that type of stuff. So no joke. Yeah. No joke. When I, when I got up out of this meditation, like Mm. back didn't hurt 
one bit like ah! at all. <laughs> and i and i worked through like i had i like mentally going through this guided meditation like yeah. i've gone through like release i'm like man i am holding on to that stuff and just breathing and kind of just releasing that stuff yeah it was crazy and i'm like you know i told some people but most people are going to be like you're crazy like, right why would like that that's not gonna work like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just full of it and i'm like no like this stuff does have bearing like yeah. on how we feel and some of these emotions that we hold mm -hmm. and you know i was holding on to so many emotions that way um and just working through that process was crazy like discomfort and you know mild pain going yeah. into that meditation mm -hmm. coming out nothing that's crazy. I mean, it's it's crazy because it blows my mind as someone who always followed Western medicine and, you know, we work on the physical first. And then, you know, we also try to take the supplements or we the medication. But to think about like the Western medicine where you go inside first and try to get like that, that Zen type of state and, and then really focus on where the like how the energy is flowing throughout your body. Man, it's it's uh, it's something that. I think that we could all learn so much more about and explore more of as well. Yeah. Hell yeah. hundred yeah, percent. And just being open, just be mm -hmm. open to, you know, possibility and what, and being open to trying some of this stuff, like don't discount it right off the bat, like experience mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. draw your own conclusions. <laughs> Hell yeah, exactly. Exactly. Be open. And, and with this, uh, you are, you were very open to my invitation to being on the pod. I want to drop your baggage podcast. Uh, and what we do on this podcast is we talk to people that are dope that can give you hope and teach you a technique that can help you cope. And with that, you, uh, the technique that we use is mental and emotional release. Um, for all you all that are listening, um, if you want to practice mental and emotional release, please uh, go to a certified practitioner of neurolinguistic programming, or you can contact me at charleswolfwork.com. You can always fill in the form on there and get a demonstration of it yourself. And you can also uh, learn more about it with my free case study at eliminatinginsecuriesnow.com. Uh, once again, that's eliminatinginsecuriesnow.com. Jeremiah, I am not a counselor or a therapist or a social worker. I'm none of that stuff. I'm just uh, a <laughs> practitioner that's doing something that's uh, great for people and that's something that works. Cool. Yep. All right. Absolutely. All right. So with this today, you wanted to release the fear of not being enough. Can you mm -hmm. tell us more about that? Um, I think it stems a, a lot um, just from it goes into many different areas. We were talking about just kind of like relationally or, you know, physically or anything like there's this just aspect of not being enough imposter syndrome, mm -hmm. you know, all those type of things that go into it. And just that mental, um, j just that kind of like mental daily battle that goes into being enough, showing up enough, you know, not being like knowing that I have within me what I, what I need, yeah. just solidifying that and realizing that, um, no matter if it is in that aspect of business or relationships or, you know, all that stuff. So you see, so you've seen how that one limiting belief has hindered you or maybe has uh, slowed down your progression in many aspects of your life. Like you said, whether it be relational or business or whatever it may be that this one, this one limiting belief from however long ago uh, that when it was developed is now blossomed or let's say not blossomed, but grown into something that is now, um, a hindrance to you in, in many ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, and 
with that, what what are you looking most forward to by getting right? So you're about to release this to where you won't have those triggers and those that mindset that you're um, that you're not good enough. Right. Mm-hmm. Which one of those aspects of your life are you looking forward to not having that thought, that mindset in the most? Um, it would probably be in in just more like significant other type relationships, mm-hmm. just showing up more as myself as a person and not having that block as far as like not being enough. Mm-hmm. So that that area. Yeah, for sure. And like um, and that's the thing. Uh, I, w- I was listening to, I think, um, oh my goodness, I, I, um, it slips my mind as of right now, but it was a person that said that when you are holistically you and that you're doing you and you're just good within yourself, then somebody else is going to be attracted to that. But then that also gives them permission to do them and be their true authentic selves as well. Uh, so mm. for you to be able to attract that and for you to be okay with them doing their thing and you doing your thing and you not having to compensate for either one of them, that's going to be a fantastic thing. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So let's go ahead and get into it. Um, once again, there's only three things that you need to do. You need to use your imagination. You need to follow directions and you need to trust the process. Right. Following directions is the most important thing, but I know you got it. I'm here for it. Yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. Um, Where is, if your past could be to your left, to your right or behind you, where's your past? Left. Where's your future? Right. Perfect. All right. So (laughs) let's go ahead and get into it. Is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to release this fear of not being enough today and for you to be aware of it consciously? Yes. Awesome. What is the root cause of this problem? The first event, which when disconnected, that will cause this problem to disappear. If you were to know, when was the first time that you felt as though you were not good enough when you were just a little kid? Like the first memory? Yeah. Um, It would probably actually be the first thing that sticks out in my mind is, um, you know, just college and not finishing my classic like four year degree college um, path that I was going in. For sure. Um, time was, out. Yeah. Time, time out <laughs> Let's start even younger than that, because. Younger. Yeah, because like it's, uh, uh, the our fears and our negative emotions are like a weed. Um, Mm -hmm. we can chop a weed off from the top, you know what I mean? Or mid-level. And what is the weed going to do? It's just going to, I mean, it's going to keep on growing. Exactly. Get to the root. Exactly. So we got to pull it out at at this very root. So you said that you had saw your mom struggle with her weight and some other things Mm -hmm. from the past. Do you ever remember like not feeling good enough when you were a little kid? Like I'm talking elementary school. Um, I really felt like with my, my friends, like when I was elementary school age that Mm -hmm. I, like, I wasn't, I was always the, I didn't ever have like the new thing. I wasn't ever like in the newest clothes. Like I wasn't ever like to their level when it comes to, um, just kind of like those outwardly things. So Mm -hmm. I always felt like I was kind of less than, um, like some of my other friends and those type of relationships that Mm -hmm. I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think that sticks out just from my youth, maybe as not being 
good enough, you know, there. not being enough. There it is. That way. That's the one right there. That's the one. Cause I mean, the, the younger that you are, when it starts, the better. Perfect. Good stuff. All right. <laughs> so let's do it. Um, and let's go ahead and get into it. When you're ready, you can go ahead and close your eyes. Wait, also one more second. One more thing. Okay. <laughs> now, every I'm going to ask you to focus on some different events along your timeline, or along your life. And then every single event, I want you to take your time and float up above it and just observe it. And when you observe it, I want you to take your time there and to release the emotions from it. And every time you release the emotions from an event, you're going to release a trigger. You're going to have a breakthrough that like forget Tony Robbins breakthroughs, forget all these other breakthroughs. You're going to have multiple breakthroughs at one time. Okay. So this is that opportunity for you to release as many triggers and have as many breakthroughs as possible in this one moment. All right, let's get it. So you can go ahead and close your eyes and relax and let me know when you're ready for the process. All right. All right. Let's get it. Just imagine floating outside of your body and up above yourself as if though as if though you were a spirit or energy and just see yourself from a third person point of view. See your V-neck purple shirt, the AirPods in your ear, maybe your kitchen behind you, the window in front of you the screen in front of you, the lights, the doors. Let me know when you can see yourself from a third person point of view. Okay. Awesome. Now just imagine floating up above your timeline and flow deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above that first event in which you felt as though you weren't good enough when you were just a little kid. And I want you to see that whole event. Let me know when you can see that whole event. Okay. All right. Now just stay right there in that position. Stay right there being the observer the whole time. Now just ask your unconscious mind, what it needs to learn from the event. The learning of which will allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly. Your unconscious mind can preserve the learnings so that if you need them in the future, they'll be there. Just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learnings. This is an exercise of forgiveness and acceptance Forgiveness for yourself and others and acceptance of yourself and others. Who do you have to forgive? What do you have to accept? Who do you have to accept? This exercise works best when you display compassion and empathy for yourself and everyone involved in the event. Focus your attention upon how hurt people hurt people how we're all doing the best that we can with the resources and consciousness that we have. 
how we can't control anyone else's actions, but we can't control our response. We can grow stronger and wiser. Other people's actions have nothing to do with you. It's only a reflection of their baggage and what they're going through at the time. And we're better people than we were when those events occurred. You're a better person than you were when those events occurred. Listen very closely. This is very important. What is something positive and empowering you can tell that little boy and everyone else involved in the event with the consciousness that you have today that will allow the emotions to evaporate like water on the concrete on a hot summer day? And as you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone. Just let me know when they're all gone. Just think about what that little boy needs to know. Make sure that he feels loved. That he is lovable. That the outside doesn't matter, as you know. But it's the inside that matters. That's right. Awesome. Now, what is something that you learned from that event that you can take forward into the future and utilize? Tell me. <laughs> With your eyes closed, yeah, um, go for it. Uh, just a greater compassion for um, past relationships and um, you know family type relationships into just current family you know relationships and dynamics just more compassion for um, the love that was shared and surrounded regardless of you know what the situation was or what I felt in those situations that's right that's right. Very good. The emotions are all gone. Yep. Awesome. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above the dinosaurs. Let me know when you're above the dinosaurs during the prehistoric age. Okay. Now, just imagine floating into space up above the dinosaurs and into space to where space and the atmosphere connects. And imagine your timeline is the size of a fingernail. Let me know when you're there. Okay. Now just imagine floating there, weightless, in space. And ask yourself, now, where are the emotions? Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared now? They're, they're gone. Awesome. Now just imagine floating down inside the event. Sing through your own eyes as a little kid and check on the emotions. Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared now? They've disappeared. Awesome. Flow back above the dinosaurs and then float into space to where space in the atmosphere connects. Let me know when you're there. Okay. All right, listen closely. Flow very, very high above your timeline. Above each and every event in which you felt that fear of not being enough from birth until now in chronological order. Don't skip one event. Preserve the learnings and let go of that fear all the way back to now. Go. Okay. <clears throat> awesome. Flow down into your body and open your eyes when you're ready.
Welcome back. It's got pretty intense, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Told you I don't mess around, yo. I don't mess around. <laughs> um, do you smell pizza? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> of course you wouldn't. Um, can, you, can you think of a time in the past in which you used to feel that old emotion? And go back and see if you can feel it. Or you may find that you cannot. Kind of gravitate towards that that initial scenario and emotion that I that you know I was drawn into mm-hmm. or that was brought to mind and um, no I don't feel that same emotion uh, surrounding that. That's what my, that's what's up. What about another one? Think of another one. That's like might be a little bit more intense. Yeah, I don't feel I feel like I released emotion from or, you know, that emotion surrounding that from that, too. Congratulations. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, I want you to imagine going out into the future to an unspecified time in the future in which if the same thing would have happened in the past, you would have felt as though or you would have felt that fear of not being enough. But it's the future now. So see if you can find that old emotion or you may find that you cannot. Yeah, I don't feel the like thinking about some of the things that I have been thinking about in the future and kind of like future events that are going to happen and some of the I don't get even self doubt mm-hmm. maybe around those scenarios, like just kind of bringing those to mind right now. I don't mm-hmm. feel like I don't feel that kind of surrounding those. Congratulations! <laughs> you just released a bunch of fear. <laughs> It's awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> how does it feel? Explain to everybody out there how that feels. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people might have, have a similar just body response, but just kind of lighter shoulders, mm-hmm. not chest, not kind of as heavy. Yeah. Um, breathe, breathing a little bit lighter as far as um, just not as encumbered kind of thing. Just yeah. easier, free, freer flowing breath. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, what was the mindset shift or the consciousness shift that you had around some of the events? <clears throat> um, I felt like when I was in those events and trying to release those emotions, it was actually like kind of looking over those emotions and being like the observer of that situation. I was mm-hmm. able to put myself kind of like it wasn't, it was observing me in those situations, but it was mm-hmm. almost like observing those whole situations, but observing me through the eyes of the other persons in those, the other people in those situations. Wow. And so that's where I think the, the compassion piece moving forward, not only for myself, but some of those other people surrounding those scenarios. Mm-hmm. The- and like what they, they must've been feeling in those scenarios or how they were like looking at, Versus how I was like responding to those situations. Right, right. So because like um, you only know how you felt during those situations, but how that other person feels. We usually don't occupy our mind with that type of point of view. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like I was able by, you know, removing myself kind of like from that in a first person. I was able to 
assess the whole scenario like that. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I see why <laughs> they did what they did because I did this. And now it's like this whole right. reaction when it probably had nothing really to do with me. It's just like they reacted the way that they needed to. Yeah. Mm. And so being able to release the emotion around my response to it in that situation, you know, made it easier to, to be able to release that yeah. in that way. Hell yeah. Uh, um, did you go over the thing? Like, what were some of the different um, aspects of your life that you went over? Did you go over all the aspects that you named earlier or was it just specific ones? Yeah, no, there was um, <laughs> like the earliest one that I gravitated to. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like a specific instance, a moment in time, a scenario of like, there was a, a Christmas that I really wanted something. Mm-hmm. I really wanted a specific like, remote control car yeah. like i wanted something my friend had the top of the line yeah. specific remote control car yeah. when it came to christmas time like my parents knew that like that's what i wanted mm-hmm. but i got like kind of the dumbed down like floor model mm-hmm. is, is what i got <laughs> and um you know again the comparison thing of not being enough the fear of not being enough that played into like that comparing myself in that scenario as a as a child Mm -hmm. to my other friends and everything Mm -hmm. um when as like you know seeing it through my parents eyes you know as far as like they were you know in like kind of what you said before like some people are doing the best that they can do with what they have in Mm -hmm. in this certain scenarios and they like busted their tails to you know provide stuff and in their their eyes in their scenario it's like we're gonna get him the best that we can get him and this is the best that we can get them because i was playing the the scenario of like the comparison game Mm -hmm. i did not see it as the best no but they were really sacrificing to get me the best that they could get me wow wow and so being able to release kind of like that that negative emotion surrounding that or, you know, having that compassion for that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that instance in that scenario. I mean, that's just one of the scenarios, like Beautiful. for some reason, like I get gravitated back towards. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, you do any, any of them with, uh, that were any of your uh, memories dealing with relationships at all? And if, if so, what type of feedback did you get? Did you get from that as well? Yeah. I mean, there was a couple of relationship scenarios that I, that I, that kind of like popped up when I was going through the timeline mm-hmm. and the scenario of not being, you know, not feeling like enough in those situations and scenarios. Mm-hmm. And um, again, kind of seeing through their perspective and even where I was as, as a person, like um, maybe my development or maybe the lessons that I needed to learn, or yeah. maybe some of the things that I needed to progress in, or, you know, the things that I learned from those situations that I could carry on into like the next, you know, the next relationship container. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the couple like main scenarios that way that popped up and some of the emotions um, related to that of not being enough. Yeah. I was able to kind of work through and, and process like, again, it was more from like their point of view, like mm-hmm. things that were brought up, brought up or why, you know, the relationship ended or, or things like that. Again, it was like almost from their vantage point yeah. that I was able to kind of like see the scenario. Mm-hmm. And that's always the most powerful when you can 
you you know how you feel and you can validate how you feel and that can also release some emotions and I have, I have had many clients who have done that, but when you can see it from the other person's point of view and from the other person's perspective and then that compassion and that empathy um, and that acceptance of yourself, but also of what they were feeling as well is where the most growth happens. So congratulations on go on gravitating <laughs> to that so easily. That just shows how great of a person that you are, that you thought from their point of view ASAP. And also the work that, you know, and I, it definitely helped, though, that you did it with the first situation in general, you know, with you taking on like, oh, well, you know, my parents were only doing the best they could with what they have. Well, let's go ahead and see who else is doing the exact same. And it's like <laughs> person after person after person. Well, everybody is in the long run. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's, that's what's up. <laughs> the. um so you said you were looking most forward to the relationship. That's good. And um, yeah, like, did you have any troubles going through this at all? Did you ever get stuck or did you ever go down into any of the events? You know, how was it with following directions on it? Um, the only thing that was a challenge was like, kind of going in the chronological order through yeah. life, like pick, picking out <laughs> points because it was almost like I wanted to go from that first event and like a couple other childhood events that kind of like brought up and I was able to, and then I was like kind of going to more recent, like wanted to almost <laughs> flip, flip from there to go into more like recent events and like trying to backtrack a little bit and making sure like going through chronologically and picking out mm-hmm. some different points and highlights and things, you know, earlier on even through mm-hmm. whether it's junior high high school college like whatever whatever it was hitting that that was probably the most challenging thing <laughs> yeah. i, I kind of wanted to skip to the end you know, like. <laughs> that's why i like that's why i say in chronological order because you know a lot of people will skip everything in between to go to the one that's the most intense or the most recent and uh, mm-hmm. it's like no like i wanted people to have as many breakthroughs and you know as possible um, I want the, the people to do as much, much work as possible and have the best results as possible. So every single event is just a little breakthrough. So how many memories do you think you went over within that short time frame? I mean, there was probably. Probably, I would say somewhere around 12 to 15, wow. probably like different scenarios. Wow. Like there was probably like eight or nine as far as more like elementary high school college mm-hmm. and then like twenties and thirties, they were probably the re- the rest of them mm-hmm. and more, more in the rest of them being more of those, like more of it was comparison or not enough in comparison to mm-hmm. others in that elementary high school. I mean, I feel like that's a lot of our focus, but in more than the twenties and thirties, I think it was more the relationally thing or mm-hmm. even some of the business career type things, mm-hmm. like more, there was some more, more of those events that, that pulled out for sure. That's amazing. 12 to 15 breakthroughs, if you will, because you released one emotion after another. You did a phenomenal man. Congratulations. <laughs> I appreciate it. It was Hell great. Yeah. It was yeah. great. <laughs> the, um, so like to tie this all up, like, is there anything like, could you give uh, our crowd a word of wisdom? You know what I mean? I'm sure you have so much, <laughs> like, seriously, uh, what, what could you give our, uh, the audience a, a word as far as a word of wisdom? 
Um, <clears throat> just as far as from my, like my, I guess, mm-hmm. realm, my aspect, my, mm-hmm. my world like that I'm in. Um, I guess it would be going back to just that statement of like flipping the mindset of like, it, just not focusing on what you have to remove or what you take away from life, but like, how good can you feel and what, what can you add to your life? Yeah. That can just add that vibrance can add that. Um, just that healthy aspect that you're looking for that vibrance, that like that little bit better kind of like every day, like what can you, what things can you add Mm -hmm. to bring that positive light in and not the detraction from that negative aspect. That's exactly. That's such a good one. I got to take that one with me too, for sure. (laughs) Thank you so much. And thank you all you guys out there uh, that tuned in today. Um, If you are on YouTube or Facebook, please give me a thumbs up and subscribe. If you are on a podcast, give a brother five stars (laughs) and give me some feedback. Uh, But thank you so much to um, tuning in to the Drop Your Baggage podcast, where we talk to people that are dope, that can give you hope and teach you a technique that can help you cope. Jeremiah, once again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. Hey, I appreciate it, man. It was great. It was my pleasure. Ah, That's what's up. (laughs) All right, you guys out there, take care of yourself and take care of one another. Peace.